So I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Jones goes to the end zone. Oh, what a catch. Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Holy cow. You don't even know what to say sometimes. Georgia with a blitz. Trask going to the end zone. Pitts. Touchdown. My goodness. Joe Burrow just, he, he's so calm, so confident. Knows where he wants to go with the ball the majority of the time. 22-year-old transfer from Ohio State. Eluded the rush. Lost it deep for a touchdown. Jamar Chase. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Good afternoon and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Southern Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Austin, a.k.a. Austin J underscore 59 on Twitter, and I'm joined by my brother Logan, a.k.a. Loco59 underscore on Twitter. A couple of disclaimers before we get started. Um, going through some technical difficulties with audio. Still a work in progress. Just be patient with it. And ignore the background. We're going to get this room decorated up nice and good for football season and go from there, but... Two or three hours ago, the AP poll come out, and we're going to dig into that and base that off of last week's results, do a recap on college football, uh, look at the upcoming games for week two, go over our top five college football uniforms, and then get into the NFL a little bit at the end. But how are we doing today, Logan? All right. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. There's some... uh... A lot of stuff to talk about. And disclaimer, I haven't looked at the top twenty-five yet, so that's going to be. Yeah, I've seen know. I've seen a little bit of it, so I want to sort of use that to get your reaction on some of this and see how the last week's results affect your opinions on that. Because we all know that the AP poll sometimes is not really logical. So. We will get right into it, and number one is pretty obvious. I mean, king of all kings the past five, ten years. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, you know how the season's going to go every year. Um, beat down a, I wouldn't say mediocre yet. No. Um. They still got a pretty good season ahead of them. And in the ACC, they'll probably look pretty good. But they made Miami look mediocre. And they are stacked, as always, not just on defense, but the whole roster. Have a lot of transfers come in. One from 
our team, led the team in tackles, Henry T. And they ain't really changed much. They're still on top. Um, number two, you predicted this. Yeah. I thought that's where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, seven sacks against Clemson. Pro, I think. I mean, I'll, my opinion, best defense right now in the league. Looks that way. Yeah. Um, seven sacks against Clemson, and that's another thing I really want to get into because I've done some research on it, and. Clemson Clemson fans will tell you this. Clemson, their weaknesses, even whenever they won national championships, was their offensive line. And I looked it up today, and since 2014, they have had two offensive linemen drafted. So it sort of makes you wonder... While they have such a hard time against good defenses, and if you look into that too, um, the line of scrimmage was completely controlled by Georgia. They gave up a combined total of two rushing yards the whole game. Two rushing yards. One one running back had is negative twenty two yards. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But all said and done, it was two rushing yards. Gave up by the dogs. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was probably my game my game of the week. Which they advertised it like that on ESPN and all the sites. Um number three. And this is a team that I have I have no idea how their I game turned out. I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. But I mean, they have the reputation. They have the history. I'm sure they have a pretty good roster returning. The final score was uh, 45-31. They played Minnesota. So not that big of a blowout. Nope. But Minnesota's a tough team. True, true. Even though I don't like P.J. Fleck, their coach. He is uh, Butch Jones 2.0. Cliches and catchphrases, and but Ohio State's gonna when they get into the year, they're gonna be dominant always. Sure. Once they get going, mm-hmm. now number four is another <laughs> lackluster game, but they was at two, so they dropped two spots. For, I mean, they still won. True. So, number five. And I know some people that will watch this podcast that will be happy about number five. I support number five. Uh, I'm excited about number five. Yeah. Um, A lot of expectations there. And there's... There's probably... What I'm about to say probably could be saved for our halftime hot takes segment. Send it. A&M cannot afford to lose. No. No team in the West can. 
because you have Alabama, Georgia. And another thing that we're going to get into, and I'll just go ahead and say it. Georgia and their lack of offense over the weekend has left the door open for Clemson to run the table in the ACC and still get a playoff spot. If they would have blew them out, if Georgia could have got their offense going, that wouldn't have been a game. But Georgia took their time and scored here and there and didn't really get much offense going. I, mean, I did, Honestly, I don't have, and if there's any Georgia fans listening to this, it's with all due respect. Your defense is nasty. Probably the best defense I've ever seen. But I don't have much confidence in JT Daniels. At all. I don't know why, but he I don't think he's going to be able to produce enough on offense. I mean, I tweeted it out on the podcast Twitter. This Georgia team is going to be carried by their defense if their offense don't step up. I mean, he proved it for you. 135 yards, 22 for 30, which is 22 for 30 is pretty good. But no touchdown and then interception. And and in the SEC, your quarterback don't have to be a world beater. They had they just have to be efficient. And that's what that's what he is. Both teams, Georgia and Clemson, they, I mean, they combined for. Georgia had 256. Clemson had 180. So it wasn't like offensive on either side. It was just is a slugfest is what it was. And I don't – I just don't know about the offense right now. And it's it's week one, so you're going to have doubts. But right. they their offense is going to have to, like, get going. Like, really get going. But number five, Texas A&M. We talked about um, we got off on the Georgia tangent, but I didn't watch the A and M game. It's with all these SEC teams; most of them are playing um, cup, <laughs> cupcake teams, so they're on SEC. Well, you see, here's the thing too: you look at A and M's future games. When when do they prove themselves? They got. I mean, it's just being honest. They got Mississippi State, who struggled against Louisiana Tech. And then they got Colorado and then Arkansas. I mean, you could consider Arkansas a game to prove themselves, but they don't really have a challenge till week four, and their challenge is the boss level, you know? They're, they're skating. They're skating. It's going to be uh, interesting. But while they're skating, they can't fall. But I didn't watch the game because, like I said, a lot of these SEC teams – they play cupcakes week one, and you have the prime time matchups. But a lot of them are on SEC Plus, and you know I was at a campground all weekend, and I didn't really have much options for TV. Right. But from what I heard, another podcast I listened to on the way to work this morning, um, Haynes King, the quarterback, and I know well of him because Texas A&M and Tennessee was – in his top two, and I was excited about him. 
either school he went to, I was excited to see how he played. And they said that he threw three interceptions. Two of them was on fluke balls that got batted. Um, Jimbo was patient with him and just told him to calm down. And he come back out there and he finished the game fine. <clears throat> so, I mean, he's a freshman, so it's going to be expected. But once he gets his mind right and gets used to playing in the SEC, I think he's going to be an awesome player. And he, he ripped off, a, from what I understand, he ripped off a bunch of good runs and you had former A&M players tweeting out Haynes football, um, com- commemorating Johnny football, comparing him to Manziel. And I guess we'll move on to six, but I'm saying I'm really excited to see where A&M goes. Number six, Clemson Tigers. Uh, they were at three. Took a loss to Georgia, obviously. Um, I've stated earlier what I think about Clemson. They have they have to get their offensive line straightened out. And other than that, they should be skating in the ACC. <clears throat> and like, you see them at six. If they skate in the ACC and get up here to this four spot, once you get in the playoffs, who knows what could happen. Yeah, I mean, all their problems in that Georgia game was resolved or revolved around the offensive line. So if they get that sorted out, and they're, they're chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, seven, I'm going to be honest, I don't keep up with them. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati fans, I'm sorry. This week, I want to sit down and have two game, two, three, four games on it all at one time, and we'll get to go. I know Cincinnati's been really good the past few years. Yep. I, I do know that, but I don't know who they played last week or. They beat uh, Miami, Ohio, forty-nine, fourteen. Right. Looks like most of the yards, most of the yards came through the passing game, but. Rushing game is right behind it. And then number eight. They was at nine. Last week. Notre Dame. And honestly, this game, I would debate it was the game of the week. Me and Logan's here. We sat up and watched this whole game. And probably the best game all weekend. As far as drama and scoring and both teams just fighting it out, gridiron football. I loved the game. game. I loved it. The complete uh, opposite of the – well, I wouldn't even say it was the complete opposite of the Georgia game. That's what I was going to say. Because there was defense in that game. Both offensive shot. Both offenses shine, though. And, uh, Fighting Irish had the passing game. Those had the rushing, rushing yards. No, I'm sorry. Irish got the work done in the air. Knowles dominated the game with 264 rushing yards. And I think, I think the thing that impressed me the most was Florida State. Mm-hmm. Because Notre Dame, year after year, is in the playoff. We know they're good. I mean, they they get in the playoff, and let's just be honest, they crap the bed year after year. 
And that's fine. I mean, you're making the playoff. You're doing more than other schools. But I love Florida State. And I'm not, like, if I wasn't a Tennessee fan, I would be a Florida State fan. I've always kept up with them. I like their traditions. I love the mascot, all that stuff, the chop. I know where that program was. I know where it's been. I know how low they got. They about got as low as us. And Florida State fans were tired of it. I know how far Willie Taggart pushed that team into the ground. For them to bounce back and put on that kind of game in two years, a year really. I mean, last year they wasn't good. Yeah, and that's why going into this game, both of us predicted Notre yeah. Dame by quite Along, a bit. Yeah, we we thought Notre Dame would blow them out. Yeah. And Mike Norvell's been there two years, and it's his second year, I think. I'm pretty sure. Couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure it's his second year. And I know he ran a good pro. I mean, he's got baggage. I mean, they talked about hiring him at Tennessee. And he's got past baggage with cheating and stuff. But they hired him. And just that game, Sunday night, showed you how much he's changed the culture that quick. And he may not make it there long term, but you can see the difference in the Florida State team. You know what my biggest takeaway from that game was? was I think it was, it was later, or it might have been earlier on in the fourth quarter, but Whenever. Jordan Travis had to come out because his helmet fell off in a play. And then they brought McKenzie Milton in. And at that point, Notre Dame was like, we both looked at each other and we said, all right, well, this is where this is where the blowout happens. Because it looked like Florida State was giving up. Mm-hmm. Jordan Travis came out, McKenzie Milton came in, and it was a whole different football team. They had energy. They were ready to go. And then they, they were right back in it. They were down at, They were down by 18 at one point. And ended up tying it up by the end of the fourth quarter. And it, it don't matter if you're a Florida fan and Florida State's rival. That McKenzie Milton story is a good story to see. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I like that game. Just seeing him go out there and take control when half the country never thought he would even play football again. Okay, moving on. Number nine, Iowa State. And I, I don't know if we'll go all the way through this because we have to recap last week's games anyway. We may just go on through, go all the way through this and just predict it as we go, like recap last week as we go. But Iowa State, Matt Campbell turned that program around. We tried to hire him too. Everybody's tried to hire him. But he, he will not leave Iowa State. He said if he ever leaves Iowa State – he wants to go coach high school. So, nobody's getting him away. Iowa State's beat Oklahoma a couple years. They're just right there trying to break through. So, they're up there. I, mean, that's a, I think that's a good ranking. I mean, they struggled a little bit. against. Yeah, uh, they dropped from seven to nine, so. Yeah. And then Iowa. Yeah. Look, look at the, they was at 18. 
Yep. They jumped all the way up to number 10 because they beat the ever-loving piss out of Indiana. And we, I, I don't know, I don't remember what your score was, but I had that, I had Iowa winning, but I had it pretty close, I think. Yeah, mine was a one-score game for sure. And I don't know much about the history of Iowa football. I don't know much about their tradition. I do know they have one of the coolest traditions in college football, and that's when all their fans turn around and wave at the children's hospital. Love that. And I love that. And I know that that – I mean, we played them in uh, Tax Slayer Bowl when Butch was here, and we beat them pretty good. Yeah. But they have an awesome fan base, and I never thought they would beat Indiana that bad. I mean – No. And then number 11, I don't – It's another one of those games that I – I don't really understand how they jumped from 19 to 11. Yeah. What was... uh? They won on like a fluky play. What was Wisconsin before this week? 12? Yeah. And so. they, they fell to 18. But they, they won on some fluky last-minute deal. They, I think they, I think Wisconsin was driving, and Penn State intercepted it. And then 12, Oregon. They're, I don't know much about their roster since they yeah. lost Herbert. Me, me neither. Um, I know they're always pretty good. And Mario Cristobal has done a pretty good job there. Uh, 13, Florida. Um, they stayed right where they was at because they played FAU. So... There's not really much you can go there. I know Florida fans probably don't want to hear this, but Dan Mullen can say it all he wants to, but they're going through a quarterback competition. And Dan Mullen says that Emory Jones is a starter, but that Anthony Richardson kid is the big deal. You have people comparing him to the next Tebow with how he runs. I mean, Dan Mullen, he he claims that there's not a quarterback competition, but I think there there will be. We'll find out. When they got SEC play. And Florida's been known to play multiple quarterbacks. They may do that. Well. So, I mean, and it works for them. Some schools it works, sometimes, sometimes it don't. If there is a quarterback battle, they got uh, next week, and then they better figure it out. They got Bama coming. Yeah. So. So fourteen is USC. They beat San Jose State thirty to seven. I don't know. Nick Starkle is their quarterback. I think they had most of their people come back. So, and they were, they finished the year last year. Last year they went on a run and ended up ranked at the end of the year. 15 is Texas. Starting a new regime under Steve Sarkeesian. Mm -hmm. That's another team I'm excited to see where they go. I mean, I wouldn't say excited. 
I would call it doubtful and curious. Yeah, I mean, they look good in that game, but they gave up a lot of passing yards, you know, to to be able to compete at a higher level. You always hear the saying, Texas is back. And I'm not going I'm not going to get off on this tangent because it'll we'll never we'll get we'll never get back on track. But all the big story right now is Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. Yeah. And Steve Spurrier made comments. If you're going to lose in the Big 12, you might as well come losing the SEC too. It's true. So and Tennessee ha- Tennessee fans have a love-hate relationship with Texas because they like to call themselves the real UT, and we, and we do too. And we fight over which orange look better. I don't, I don't like burnt orange. I think it looks like puke. But to each their own. Number 16, a team that I'm really impressed with. Yeah, it uh, shocked me. I watched that game. It looks like Chip Kelly's finally getting things turned around. Getting back to his old ways. Um, I watched week one. It was like the... I can't... I'll have to go back and look. See if you can pull it up. Whatever night their first game was. It was before Tennessee's game. We played on Thursday. Yeah. It was earlier in the week. I think it was. Played Hawaii. Yeah. They played Hawaii and they dominated them. And I I said, sitting on my couch, I said, this UCLA team will beat LSU. Mm -hmm. They look good. And I made that prediction and it ended up coming true. And And the thing that got me about that game is, like I said, I was watching it. And it was like towards the fourth quarter I went and. Went to the bathroom or something, and then I came back, and UCLA was controlling it. And up until that point, it looked like a pretty close game. I mean, they had the lead at halftime, but it really looked like an even game. They had the same – LSU actually controlled first downs. And toward the end, UCLA prevailed. They pulled away with it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to give my – I'm not going to give all of my halftime hot takes up. That uh, one of my good ones came from the result of that game, so we'll wait for that one. Seventeen Coastal Carolina. They went undefeated last year. Coach Jamie Chadwell, Tennessee boy. Tennessee also wanted to hire him. Well, fans wanted him. Administration didn't. Um, Coastal Carolina's a a world beater. For the smaller schools, nobody wants them on their schedule. 18, Wisconsin, we've already talked about that game. Um, they fail, I mean, pretty good. 12 to 18. Virginia Tech. Yeah. <clears throat> this Talk about is this a, one. I'm. I took a little bit of notes before the show, and one thing I wrote down was this game. North Carolina was 10. Sam Howe was a projected top five pick. How bad did one game hurt his draft stock? 
I don't think it hurts it too bad, honestly. I mean, it's like first first game jitters. They could bounce back. It's a little too early to target something like draft stock, but you know, you can watch pretty bad players get drafted pretty high, or pretty bad player, good players play for bad teams and get drafted high. If that have, makes sense. And have good NFL careers. Right. Right. So yeah, I agree. One game. It's not going to do much. You're still going to have a team that's going to take a chance on him. Um, Ole Miss, 20. Another team that if you're Alabama and A&M, you better start getting scared of. I don't know if you watched that game last night, Logan. Um, Did. Lane Kiffin hired DJ Durkin, and he now has a defense. Last year, he did not. He put up 50, 60 points a game and could not stop nothing. Um, that game, that that defense, and that whole team, um, I forget who was, who was calling that game, but they both they looked at each other toward the end of the game, and there was like five minutes left, and Ole Miss had the ball, and – they were still playing like it was the first quarter and they were, you know, trying to score their first touchdown. They did not. They weren't giving up, you know, and they had a, whatever, 20-point lead. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what a Lane Kiffin coach team looks like with the defense. Yeah. Because you know he's going to have the offense. So... um Another game that we'll have to look up because I'm not sure who they even played. Utah, they played Weber State 40-17. to So, cupcake game. Normal first game, they was 24 and they went up to 21. So, normal, normal little jump. Miami, we know what happened with <coughs> them. They were 14 they dropped to 22 because, in all honesty, this but was – It's a decent fall. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you're playing Alabama, but you were ranked <clears throat> Alabama or not. I, I think I predicted 20 points. So, I don't know. I mean, it is Alabama. It's hard to compete. I still think 13 points just isn't enough for a ranked team. I I think falling from 14 to 22 tells me that the AP poll no longer takes you serious. Right. Like, you were 14, and you are an ACC team. And I'm not throwing off an ACC. I sort of am, but I sort of, I'm sort of not. Because, I mean, Clemson's there. Granted, they're, they're the only one there. But if you're 14, you got to prove a little more. Granted, you are playing. Alabama makes everybody look like that. Yeah. So there's not really much you can go off of. But I think you sort of just chalk the first week, go into Michigan State, see what happens. You know, prove yourself next week. Say um, last week was not us. Yeah. Let's go prove the committee wrong. And exactly. Blow Michigan State out. Exactly. 
23, Arizona State. Let's look at this. Last game, Southern Utah, so another cupcake. I don't take much stock with them games, so they won it 41-14, so they won it like they should have. They were 25, and they went up two, so same same little jump as Utah. North Carolina, another big jump. And this is a, sort of the same deal as 22. Yep. You, you were 10, and you didn't play a team that was a lot better than you. You played a team that was unranked. Granted, it was at home, and Virginia Tech's a hard place to play. I mean, Virginia Tech had the upper hand with home field advantage, but who was the better team? And see, this is no disrespect to their upcoming teams or their opponents, but, you know, they like at what point do they get to prove themselves? Well, week four, Florida State. But um, up until then, I, can they stay in the top 25 even if they win, if they don't win by – you know, a decent amount of points. I think that's going to be the same as Miami. I mean, they're going to have to win pretty good. And they're gaining the trust back of everybody. I mean, North Carolina was pretty hopped up all off season, And I'm not saying <clears> – I'm not – excuse me. I'm not saying that they didn't deserve it because they were really good. But they got a lot of trust to gain back being number 10 and losing to Virginia Tech. North Carolina's got a hard schedule, too, after after that Duke game. They got Florida State, Miami, and Notre Dame back-to-back. I mean, so. and granted, they I, – I keep saying gain trust back. Players don't care about that. They don't care about what we think. No. They they're just trying to go out there and go one and zero. They ain't worried about what the AP poll says. And rounding out the top twenty five, twenty five is Auburn. They beat who I think. Sorry to interrupt, but I think they they did more than what I expected them to do. Honestly, they I mean, beat Akron sixty to ten. Akron. I mean, I didn't expect yeah, them to, to score as much as they did, but. No disrespect, but I don't. I have a lot of respect for Auburn because they're a really historic program, and they're the only team to consistently beat Alabama. But I don't have much faith in the hire they made. I don't. I don't see Brian Harson panning out long term. Do you? Uh, I mean, that Gus for so long, honestly, I couldn't tell you. And Brian, Brian Harson could be the next big thing. Who knows? It'll that, – that, that question will be answered when Bo Nix leaves, <clears throat> I feel like. Yeah, I mean – He's got to develop a culture and bring his players in. Yeah. So, well, that's the top 25. So, uh, I'm going to start – we can start going through these week two games. 
and okay. see who all the the big Mac matchups is. We're going to start predicting every top twenty five game. So if you want to get the top twenty five pulled up, yeah, I got it. I mean that's right here. I mean to see who they play next. And we can go through that, and then any other unranked games that are good matchups. I don't, I don't think we need to do any unranked games. No. But I don't mean the first, <clears throat> the first one that stands out to me is on the schedule here is number twelve Oregon at number three Ohio State, and I, I mean, mm. it's at. Ohio State. So there's three points. I have no idea what the spread is. We don't predict the gambling lines. We just pick a winner. Yeah. We can start doing gambling lines and make it more interesting. Picking the spread. If I had to go on just matchups and everything, I would pick Ohio State. Yeah, but it just but depends you, on how Oregon like, – I didn't watch the Oregon game, so I don't know how they're yeah. replacing Justin Herbert. But Ohio State did struggle a little bit last week, so we'll see. I mean, it's very likely that they could lose. Yeah, I mean, any anything can happen week to week. I mean, there's – look at – what was that big upset that happened? Wyoming or no Montana? Yeah, Montana yeah. beat. What was that game? I'm looking like an idiot now. It was the biggest. Washington, set. yeah, thirteen-seven. They were number. Washington was twenty, and then Montana beat them. So that, that I think they said that was the biggest upset week one. Yeah. There was three pretty good upsets last week. Um, number 25, Auburn, is playing Alabama State. Auburn will win that game. I'm just going out there here and looking at the ranked games. Yeah, Iowa State and Iowa. That'll be a game that uh, each team has to prove themselves. Yeah. Which Iowa, Iowa really made a statement in their first game. Because like we already said, I didn't expect that the game to be more than two scores on either side. I did think I would win, but I didn't see two scores. And the one, I mean, it, and this is not me being biased, but this is one of the better games of week two. Tennessee at Pitt, or Pitt at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this game, even though neither team is ranked, will decide both teams' fate for the year. Like, as a Tennessee fan, I listen to shows, and they everybody thinks that this game will decide how our season goes. And Pitt fans feel the same. Pitt fans think that this is a game they should win to prove that they're legit. I think that's the same for both teams. Tennessee's got it. Pitt's got to prove that they're legit, and Tennessee, they, they got to prove that they've moved on from Jeremy Pruitt. 
because they've had these little Pitt's had these little fluke games, like with Nathan Peterman when they beat Clemson, and everybody, well, look at Pitt, and then nothing ever happens with it. So I mean, Pitt fans realize that, yeah, we're Tennessee and we've sucked for years. I, I'll tell you that straight to your face, we suck, but we're still a top twenty program. After 10 to 12 years of sucking. So I think either team has a lot to prove in that game. And if I was picking right now, I'd probably pick Pitt to pull it out. But that's because I'm a Tennessee fan and I expect the worst. And I'm still waiting on this team to prove something. Like, I know we didn't. We looked at the top 25, so we didn't really go into week one for every SEC team, but if I had to talk about our game against the Bowling Green, I would probably say quarterback play's got got to get a lot better. Um, there's a lot of hype surrounding Joe Milton coming from Michigan, and I don't think he helped himself, but I also don't think the receivers helped him. Like, the shows that I listen to, they have insiders in the program, and they know that this coaching staff is not very confident in their receivers. And if you're having trouble getting off press coverage with Bowling Green, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. That's all I'll say. And they may be better. They may have just been being lazy. But I doubt it. And, I mean, not just to, you know, beat them into the ground because there was some good things out of the game. Yeah, our de- our defense is five times better than I thought it would be. Defense looked good. Offensive line I thought looked pretty good. I mean, Running games. We could run the ball. Yeah. Running games awesome. Yeah. Like, I think if you go out there and run the ball, eventually somebody's going to know how to stop it. But I think you can win a lot of games – just by running the ball. The way our running backs run. And we got three good ones. So, All right, number 13, Florida plays at South Florida. They they should win that game. Like I said, anything can happen in college football. But if you have some of these, South Florida's not a cupcake. No, they'll but, punch you in the mouth. But that is Tampa. And there will be a lot of... Gators fans at that game. That's a – I heard Dan Mullen in the press conference say that's a – they're excited for the chance to go and play in front of their Tampa people. So, they – they'll have a lot of people at that game. So, it should it should still be a home crowd for Florida, but like I said, anybody can win week to week. Um, 19, Virginia Tech. Middle Tennessee. Now that Virginia Tech, they that's their chance to be like, okay, we beat North Carolina. Now we're going to capitalize and we're going to show you what we can do to Middle Tennessee. I was, I was about to say it, and I don't know if I would lock it in. I've lost a lot of money on football. I'll just say that. Not a lot, but 
I don't know how to pick the spreads. But I do know one thing. When a team's coming off a big win, there's a big chance for a letdown. Big chance. So, I mean, I, in Middle Tennessee, us being from Tennessee, I know Middle Tennessee ain't no joke. I mean, they're good. They're not the best small school. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We should have done got to it. I mean, you had two SEC schools that lost. And Vandy was one of them. Lost to the big powerhouse of East Tennessee State University. Right up the road. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there could be a letdown there. I don't see it. I think Virginia Tech can still pull it out because, like I said, it's at home. So, they should be fine. Eight, Notre Dame, they're hosting Toledo. They should win that game. <clears throat> UAB at number two, Georgia. They should win that game. And we'll put out a, we will put out an official pick list of what we both pick. But this is just me going down the list right now. But there will, there will be an upset in here somewhere. I mean, there is every week. That's why you have the rankings, and that's why they move and go up and down. I mean, somebody's going to get beat. Murray State at Cincinnati. They should Cincinnati should win. Ball State at Penn State. Penn State should win. Um, Mercer at Alabama. They will win. That'll be... 70 to 3. They'll probably pull Bryce Young out of the game in the second quarter. First quarter. <laughs> now, now you're getting into the, some good stuff. I mean, this one game is. I'm, I'm not looking down through here too far, but we talked about it a little bit. Iowa, Iowa State, 9 and 10. Or 10 and 9. 10 Iowa at 9 Iowa State. It's game of the week right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's where college game day is going to be. Should be. I'm pretty sure. I think I seen that earlier that they're going to that game. I want to predict uh, either <clears throat> Iowa, Iowa State's game of the week or uh, what's the other one I just saw? Utah, BYU. That could be a good game too. We'll see though. And like I said, we'll put out official picks, but right now if I had to pick, probably Iowa State because Iowa had a big win. Now they got to turn around and go on the road, which is not that far. Do it again. They got to go on the road. So I would pick Iowa State being at home, but it's not going to be that big of a spread. Um, next game, number four Oklahoma is hosting Western Carolina. This better be your blowout game. Yeah, they they have to put up big numbers in this game to get everybody to forget about week one. Because if you don't, you're falling a lot more than you did the first time. And Spencer Rattler ain't in the Heisman race. No. And two and two weeks he will fall out of the Heisman race if they do not blow Western Carolina out. I think. Yep. That may be a hot take. Mm. But I doubt. I mean. I'm right there with you. If you don't produce two weeks in a row. 
there's, which we'll get to that in a minute. My hot take, one of my hot takes is reflective of the Heisman anyway. Number 15, Texas at Arkansas. This will be a game of the week. Texas and Arkansas? Yeah. There's three games in uh, top 25 that could be game of the week. And that may just, it may just be my SEC biased. But this is a very historic game. Mm-hmm. It's a rivalry being renewed. And I can't wait to see Texas, Texas A&M be renewed. But this is a start. And this, I mean, it's Arkansas. They're SEC. And they're not well proven. But this will be a good test for Sarkeesian early. Um Wisconsin is hosting Eastern Michigan. That should be a win. But they're, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you never know. Wisconsin is just 18th. I mean, this could be your upset. Like a little. Wisconsin will have a lot to prove, though. Yeah. They they just got upset by Penn State. Like, dramatic loss. They were driving to win the game and got picked off, I think, so. They're going to be upset and ready to win. Appy State at number 22, Miami. Another proved game. Go out and, I mean, Appy State ain't no joke either. No. But if if they go in and, like you said, make a exclamation point on that game, it'll make them look a lot better. They, they might even, you know, jump up a couple spots depending on how the other games go. Now right, let's run through these real quick because we're we're pretty far into it. Need to get on the NFL a little bit. Austin P at Ole Miss that should be a win. Georgia State, we know Tennessee fans know all about them. At twenty four North Carolina, that should be a good little comeback game. Just don't. Don't do like Jeremy Pruitt and don't practice for him. Like, don't just completely say, I didn't practice for this team. And then come out and lose to them. Um, oh, yeah. Kentucky. I'm uh, starting to get a little scared of Kentucky. Penn State transfer Will Levis. Comes in and throws four touchdowns in their first game. And Kentucky finally has a passing game. Finally has a quarterback that can throw. Um, there's a lot of people pick Kentucky to finish second in the East. So, I mean, that that may that may help. I don't know if I agree with that quite yet. I think they would have to knock off Florida for that to. Florida or Georgia. And if they knock off Georgia, I think uh, I'd be number one. They ain't beating Georgia, I don't I mean, think. But Florida's possible. But I'm start. I mean, I, I'll just I'll just say it. I don't want this podcast to be biased, and I'll I'll promise I'll try to get better. But Logan can say it, and we. 
and before Butch Jones. In my lifetime, Tennessee lost to Kentucky two times. In my whole life, and I'm I'm not that old. I mean, I'm just 26. But in my whole life, just two times. We don't respect Kentucky. We don't we don't like them. We don't think they're serious. So they may come out and say that they are. But I'm saying right now, I'm starting to get a little scared of them. Because they've had everything in the past years. They've had good running backs. Benny Snell. Their defense has got better every year. Now, all they've needed, I mean, they've always had good, quick quarterbacks that can run. They never had quarterbacks that could throw, except for Jared Lorenz and but we'll see. That's just something I wanted to get out there because I've seen them down through here, and I wrote that on my notes, um, talking about that transfer quarterback. Um, 21 Utah at BYU. You touched on that earlier. BYU probably has a lot to prove. Losing Zach Wilson, and I mean, they pretty much carried their team, they had a good defense. Yeah. So that that I mean it's at BYU, so they that it'll be a good atmosphere. Stanford at number fourteen USC. I would probably pick Stanford to bounce back if I was a betting man. I could see that. Um UNLV at twenty three Arizona State. That game could go either way. Yeah, good. So that rounds out all top twenty-five games. And like I said, we'll put out a official spreadsheet of who we pick because we're trying to keep up with all the wins and losses and see who has a better record at the end of the year. But that about covers it for college. I think. I mean, we can do our top five college uniforms and. Touch on a little NFL, I guess. Or to me. I have them, them notes. Yeah. So when I started out, we're going to start with five. I'll give my number five. He'll give his number five. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm a uniform nut. I mean, I like, I love all the uniforms. All, all different brands, all all the deals. And see, I'm not. That's why it sort of sort of threw mine off. I, I like, just like watching the game. I just like seeing all the alternates. Like Oregon has all the crazy alternates. But my number five is LSU purple jerseys with the white helmets. I just I love the purple jerseys, and they're like. It's a traditional school, but it's a good-looking <clears throat> alternate. I see through mine. I didn't know we were picking specific uniforms, so I, that's the only one I did. Okay. Well, I just picked schools, and uh, through all the collections, I my number five is also LSU. So. Yeah, LSU is just a, and all all of mine are 
tradition-based schools. None of UT is not on my list. So, my number four, very historic school. When you see their uniforms, you know who they are. I don't really like who they've signed with recently. Oklahoma. When you see that Sooners across the chest, I don't like the Jordan. I don't. I'm not really a big fan of the Jordan schools. I think you should just keep that in basketball, which I know it's a school-wide thing, but I'll use my number four. My number four, I sort of, I don't know, from four to two, honestly, they're all, I went back and forth and I've mixed all of them up, but number four, I got the Oregon Ducks. They just, they have so many different uniforms. They all catch your eye, catch your attention. So, Oregon Ducks. Number three. Number, number three. My number three is not really anything to do with the uniforms. Uh, my number three is Notre Dame solely because of the helmets. I love, I love those gold helmets. And they, they normally wear the gold cleats to match, and it's just, it looks, it's traditional. It looks flashy. On the field and Notre Dame. My number three, like I said, I I went back and forth with four, three, and two, but uh, I'm kind of partial to my number three because so my high school my high school has their uh, their war chant, uh, Florida State Seminoles. Yeah. Just like the maroon and gold colors. FSU is my number two. Yep. And that, like, same reasons you said, our our high school's got the chop and the spears, and we have the girl that runs out on the field with the horse and plants it at midfield. And that's I guess that's why I like FSU so much, because I said earlier in the podcast that if I was uh, not a fan of Tennessee, I would be a Florida State fan. So number two was FSU for me. And I sort of had a feeling his number two was that because me and Austin, we haven't looked at our top fives, but we're very similar. And my number two is uh, Notre Dame, mainly because of their helmets, just like Austin. It's pretty but I'm interested because I know our number ones are not the same. So I think you know my number one. I have no idea what your number one is, but you already said. I told you over the weekend what it was, but I don't know if you heard it. Um. Very big brand. Not been very good the past few years. Like I said in the podcast earlier, they're starting to get rolling again. They have a very big brand. I mean, they compete with another very big brand in that state. But the blue and the gold UCLA. it, It just it looks good together. And they have to compete with USC. And USC has some really good uniforms too. But I just, UCLA has always been my favorite best looking uniform. My number one, uh, you can say I'm biased, but uh, it's the orange and white, Tennessee. I just, I, I went through, I made a big list of, you know, like the attention catchers in college football and, I had Tennessee on the list, and I just couldn't pick a team over Tennessee. I mean, we've sucked, but 
there is one thing you can say. When you see that color orange, you know who it is. Exactly. So, a lot of people say that too. Like when you when you see Tennessee orange, that's why it's called Tennessee orange. And whenever you hear Texas orange, they don't say Texas orange. They say burnt orange. So I mean, it's very iconic orange. Uh, Pantone one fifty one, the official color. So yeah. We we try to keep these podcasts at like forty five minutes, and we're already at an hour. So, I we've already went over. We was going to go over week two in the next podcast. So I mean, if it's cool with Logan, I think we'll just end this one here, and we'll do a full NFL podcast. Like, go with you. Works for me. All right, like, you're watching this video. It's gonna you're on YouTube. We appreciate you watching like comment subscribe and if you're listening go check out our youtube and we got the full video webcams same thing as listening but if you're at work and you can only listen i understand um southern sports bros on youtube same thing on twitter hit us up and thanks for watching we'll see you next time peace out